Welcome to the show.、Uh, today we have in this episode sort of a reunion.、Uh, I have an old friend and coworker who we don't see each other because we live on different coasts, but through technology,、uh, here we are. This is a co host of That's Outrageous with Ann and Chrissy. This is Ann Morris. Hi, everybody. Hi, David. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. It's so good to see you. I know,、uh, virtually, I, I guess. Virtually, But, yeah.、Uh, yeah, we should give a shout out to the three or four people in the Rax crew that may、okay. come across this episode. Yeah. Very specific reference.、Um, that's true. Yeah. And you know, when you're pulling Rax, that's, you know, once you've done that, you can't, you, you can do anything. Yeah. Of it. I think, I mean, leaving it vague is kind of cool. Then it could just mean so many things. I know people are like, what does that mean? But it's, it's, yeah, it's very, It's not that. It's, it's not, not exciting, but we're going to pretend like it is. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, before,、uh, so if anyone's listened to the show for the first time, you know, someone, a、uh, friend or colleague like Anne will come on and tell a story、um, that they've never told publicly and in a lot of cases, not even privately, that they feel is like a really great story. And, you know, we kind of afterwards dive into why maybe they held back on that story or just talk about the story itself. Uh, but before we get to Anne,、uh, before we get to your story, I wanted to ask you to kind of just share about you know, how you started your own podcast and you know, what, what that out, that's outrageous is kind of about. Yeah. Well, so it started like、uh, the genesis of it was like everybody who's stuck at home in this pandemic and、um, working remotely. So, I, I mean, what I used to do, so this is with a coworker of mine, Christy my, is my coworker, and we, Used to sit in one of each other's offices and just like talk shit with a group of people, like any place you work, like people just gather around. And, you know, I think that's the only thing that I miss about not being in an office for work. Everything、right. else is like the best, but, you know, you miss actually seeing people. And after a while, we were like, you know what? We should just kind of recreate what we used to do in the office when we should have been working. And instead, Like, do a podcast. So that's what we did. So、that's、it's basically me, me being outraged by everything that anyone mentions. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, no, I mean, I, that does take me back to some of the memories of,、uh, yeah, like, you know, we worked together and I would, back in the old days, I don't want to date ourselves, but I would, I would physically. <laughs> you know, we're so young, you know. Yeah, but we, I would physically give you and your department. Paper copies of documents.、Oh、God, remember that? And we had like binders, three hole punch binders. Yeah. And like, I really didn't have to do that. And I just did it, you know, just to, just to come down and say what's up and、yeah. have some socialization time. And yes, I, I, I do remember your, your disgust over certain <laughs> issues in pop culture. Be, be they major or minor. Yeah. yeah.、Uh, so, yeah. So, if, you know, anyone's. 
if you catch Anne on here, check check her uh, show out too. Um, yes, please catch please. some. We'll, we'll take all we anybody we can get. Yeah, we'll get some uh, entertaining uh, office type banter of things. You probably <laughs> would if you were in an office. Uh, You'd or, be like, or, get back to work. Don't you have something to do? Yeah, don't you, we, don't you have a meeting to go to? Yeah, we would. Man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't work there anymore. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we wasted a lot of time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, if anything, I mean, I think people are doing way more work now. I mean, you're in sweatpants, but you're doing more work. Well, you're uh, right, because you're there's no commuting. There's no... There's no commuting. There's no... You don't have that time of, like, sitting around and, like, who wants to just talk on Zoom? I mean, we all did it in the beginning when we did the happy hours, but that got old real quick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I just... It's just too hard. People, yeah, it runs a core. Like, it's, it's hard to like, keep okay. up. Okay. Well, I got to, I got to go eat dinner or whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it was a good run, but. Yeah. Uh, we had a good, good run from like April to March to May. Yeah. Probably a good run. Uh, so, so I haven't heard this story uh, just for people listening. Uh, so I don't know what Anne's going to talk about, but she's going to talk about something personal from her life. Uh, not necessarily a angry topic in pop culture or anything. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, it might come up, but uh, this is something uh, from her, from her archives. So yeah, you know, whenever you're yeah, ready, we'll, okay, we'll kind of get into yeah. it. I was trying to think of, think of a, a good one and I think I got one. So this is, this is a quite some time ago. So this took place in when I was a freshman in college. Okay. So I was a freshman in college. I went, um, to college on Long Island, but I was in the city a lot. So I would go into Manhattan a lot. My best friend lived in the city and my boyfriend at the time. And, um, so one night we're all hanging out and we decide, and let me just preface this. Okay. So my boyfriend at the time was not a big drinker, never smoked pot, didn't like smoking anything. So my best friend and I had the great idea to say, why don't we make pop brownies? Keep in mind, neither of us have ever made pop brownies before or since and had no idea exactly what one needed to do. And needless to say, this was in the 90s and the internet was not readily available. And uh, we kind of made up our own directions. Oh. <laughs> so oh, wow. needless okay. to say, again, the 90s. So we procured the pot, which, you know, was not artisanal. It's, you know, questionable sources in New York city in the nineties. Yes. And proceeded to take a quarter bag in a thing of brownies, made the pan. And then the three of us proceeded to eat the entire pan of brownies, the entire pan. That, that sounds a lot. Yeah, it does sound <laughs> like a lot. Even yeah. then, maybe we should have known that wasn't appropriate. And so from what I understand now, now that edibles are a big thing, you eat like ha half of one, maybe. I don't know, because I've never done it again. But I think it's like roughly a couple bites will do you good. Right. So, right. yeah. But at the time, I'm pleading ignorance. We didn't know what we were doing. We thought we were doing that. We thought it was like, oh, it's just brownies. You just eat brownies like normal and it's fine. So cut to like, I mean, what's time anymore, but I don't know. I'd say maybe 45 minutes later, 
I feel like I just got hit by a train. Okay. So I'm sitting there. We're, I'm trying to keep it cool. We're all trying to keep it cool. I look over at my friend. She looks at me and she's the same. And she's like, Ooh, you look at my boyfriend and he looked like he was about to lose his mind. Keep in mind, this is the poor guy's first time even ever pot ever in his life starts yelling that he's dying. Legit starts yelling that he's dying, running out into the hallway in the apartment building. My friend and I are sitting there and we're like, what, what do we do? Like on the one hand, I can barely, like, I feel like I'm on another planet, but I'm going, do I call, do I, what do I do? Do I call 911? I don't know. I think he's probably fine, but if I'm wrong, I don't want to be wrong. So I decide to call 911. And I wish I had this tape just to hear it because the 911 operator answered. She's like, what's your emergency? And I had to go, well, this is pretty embarrassing, but we just <laughs> ate some pot brownies and I think it might've gone real bad. And the lady's like, well, what do you mean? Do you need assistance? Why are you calling? And I said, I remember saying, I don't no. So why don't you, if you have a real emergency, go get them first and then swing around and come pick us up. And the lady's like, <laughs> she's like, miss, is this a serious call or what? And I was like, I really don't know. So I guess just, just send somebody when you get a chance. And she's like, all right. So we hang up the phone ambulance shows up at this point he's running in the hallways we're trying to like get it together ambulance comes all three of us get in the back of the ambulance ambulance takes us to bellevue hospital i don't know if you are familiar with bellevue hospital i'm not um but it is i think it's one of the oldest public hospitals in the in the country okay but it's known as like a um I think it's called a safe harbor. It's, it's basically a hospital that they take everyone. So you don't need to be to paying. So it's most, it's, it really caters to, um, you know, homeless population, people who don't have any health insurance, people, um, that are, I, I don't know if it's just like, that's where ambulances send people or not, but it's also well known for their psych ward. So Bellevue hospital psych ward is like the expression they're sending them to Bellevue or whatever they're referring to that hospital. Oh, uh, okay. okay. That, yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. So <laughs> they, they pull us into Bellevue hospital. We come in, they take my boyfriend on a stretcher to the psych ward. Cause he's still screaming that he's dying. And the intake guy is like, girls, like, are you okay? And we're like, we're fine. We're totally fine. We're just, we'll sit here and wait for him. We're cool. And the guy touches my wrist and he's like, okay, because your pulse is going like, I think it might be a little dangerous. Just sit down for a minute. So they test our pulse. Our like resting heart rate is like through the roof. They're like, we're going to have to watch, you know, keep admit you guys and like, and keep our eye on you. So we're like, all right. So they bring us into a room. They give us, I think they give us like saline or whatever. And we're sitting in there. She and I are crying, laughing so hard. And we just kept saying, I can't believe we're in here for pot brownies. How embarrassing that they had to close the drapes on us because we were causing a disturbance. 
which is saying something in Bellevue Hospital, by the way. So after a while, I feel like it was the next morning, they released us all. So they released us. We're all mortified. And we go back to the apartment and try to sleep it off. I tried to tell my mom, I I mentioned to my mom the other day, I was going to tell the story and she's like, oh yeah, I remember when you called me and I was like, I called you. I don't remember that. She's like, oh yeah, I answered the phone and you were like, well, I have some good news and some bad news. (laughs) She's like, well, what's the good news? It's like, well, I'm alive. The bad news is (laughs) I just got out of Bellevue hospital for a pot brownie overdose. And she's like, oh my God. God, like what in the world? And so we all tried to sleep, you know, and I realized that that day, the day that we, we got back to the apartment, I was supposed to go meet my, my uh, college roommate to go to the museum of modern art for a school project. Like we're supposed to go see some exhibit or something. So I somehow pull myself together, take a shower and, and wander the streets and walk to Penn Station to meet her. And she takes one look at me when I get there and is like, what the, like, what happened to you? You look insane. Like, what happened? I try to tell her. She's like, okay, well, you can't, you're not going to go to the museum today. You're, you're not doing that. You're going to, you're going to have to go back home. So I say, okay, fine. I go back, lay a little bit more. So the next day I'm like, I've got to. I've got to go to the museum. I've got to get this done. So my boyfriend was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll go with you. So we walk, we go over to, to the museum. We're still like, I mean, we probably looked into, I mean, maniacs. We're standing looking at like a painting or something. And I look over at him and he has this look on his face and he's like, can you just, um, just look over there and tell me what you see. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, just go, just, just please. I need you to just look. And I look over and there walks in Donald Sutherland wearing a floor length fur coat strolling into the exhibit. And he's like, do you please just tell me that you see Donald Sutherland? Like we legit thought we were hallucinating Donald Sutherland. In fact, we were not. It was the real man. It was the real man taking in some art and we, uh, and he, and <laughs> so we're like, Oh God, it's Donald Sutherland. And we walk, we walk past him and my boyfriend says to him, Hey, I loved your work in JFK. And Donald Sutherland was like, why? Thank you. And so we left and that was that. And then the addendum to this story is that like a year later, I had something, I had like a UTI, something happened where I was like, I I need, I was needed to go to the emergency room. And for some reason, all I knew was Bellevue. Like I thought that was like, that was the hospital. Like that's just where you, where you go. And I, and I showed up and the guy's like, the doctor was like, well, why are you here? And I said, oh, I just needed to get this checked. And he's like, no, no, no. I understand why you're seeing a doctor, but why are you here? Like, why did you come to Bellevue? And I was like, I I don't know. It's the only hospital I know. And I was, there's a prisoner like chained next to me. (laughs) 
Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that's my story. What a shock twist at the did end. Did you like the twists and turns? That uh, I did not see Donald, Donald Sutherland appearing in the story in any sort I know. of way. I mean, you and, wouldn't have known it was real unless until we actually said words and he so so you there was actually were you in that yeah i guess we could start with the that end part uh of the the, the post wrap but um did you actually think you were still feeling the effects of an overdose of pot because you saw donald sutherland in this glorious like long yeah robe th gown thing it was so grand like he just strode in in a f literally floor length I'm saying it was dragging on the floor, a, flo a floor length coat. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, uh, I had, I had to do research, uh, on him, uh, for, for a work thing recently. And he, I think he only won an honorary Oscar. Is that true? Not like, even for ordinary people. Yeah. I don't think he, uh, I guess whoever wants to fact check, uh, us, uh, later. I mean, that would be actually fun. And we would love it. But uh, I believe he did not win an Oscar. He got like a Oscar for the sum total of his catalog. Oh, yeah, like one of those honorary bullshit Oscars. Yeah. When like, I was like, man, that guy's been so good in so many movies. That is surprising to me that he didn't get like a recognition for one of them. I um, agree. He but, should win an Oscar for coat wearing because it was <laughs> extraordinary. That felt like a movie, like a, like a, I, it could have been a movie. I mean, honestly, it was so surreal because the whole time we're stone, I mean, out of our minds, but trying to keep it together, you know, like I'm trying to be like, I got, look, I got it under control. Things are cool. We're figuring it out. We had no idea. I mean, we were out, out of our minds. Uh, so when you, I guess when you were released, did they say like, Oh, you just had to come down from high blood pressure. Like, what was or what? And, and what was your boyfriend's situation like? I mean, we all were fine. I mean, I think for him it was worse because he was like in the psych ward, and we were just in the normal hospital part. But who knows? I mean, like I said, it was like we, the doctors were like, there could have been stuff in there. Who knows? You know, I don't think they were running blood tests or anything. But um, or maybe they did. I wouldn't know. But um. Yeah, but it took a couple of days for it to like come back to normal, like totally feel normal. Yeah, I was in a, and I guess with the time period, the 90s, at a time of illicit drug use in New York and <laughs> unregulated yeah, cannabis. Was, no one was going into a, you know, dispensary like they do now. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't need to review how, how you acquire the, the marijuana, but the, <laughs> There's a chance that it probably had, it could have had weird stuff in it. Yeah, probably did. It probably did. There's actually less risks now to use oh, cannabis because sure. it's such a regulated industry and business. Yeah. Whereas you were doing like, you could have had like tied detergent in your, like who knows? Yeah, God only knows it was in there. Or people mix stuff in to just make it look like, you know, full on marijuana. Oh yeah. I do not advocate anyone doing this, by the way. And certainly not the way we did it, which was winging it, which is perhaps not not the best uh, course of action. So you just had, uh, for all the foodie fans out there, you just had <laughs> you just had a brownie mix box and just weed. That's, that's right, it. Duncan Hines. I think we might have mixed it. Like I feel like we somebody had said like cook it in some butter or something. Like cooking it in a pan. I like vaguely remember doing that. 
like cooking it in a pan and then pouring that in and mixing it up. Uh, and, and this was like, uh, like, like college life times. Yeah. Okay. So just y- young students just living alone and running amok. And that's just... right. This is exactly right. <laughs> uh, what do you like now that you've kind of told the story, do you remember, are you able to recall some of like the emotions you felt during this drug high or this like, <laughs> the psychedelic like this you know trippy experience you're having it's, i mean it was i just remember it well it was scary because i was like is are we all med is there something medically wrong is question number one like is this a true medical situation number two was like it felt very out of body you know i remember being like oh this is happening and i need to to deal with it somehow and then trying to like now, it's interesting because you think you have it together but then clearly we walked in and they were like madam there's there's clearly a problem and i was gonna say like and if your boyfriend at the time was yelling and freaking out and running up and down a, a, a hallway like like in a movie it's like funny and it's like people somehow react to it like too actorly you know what i mean yeah. whereas like if this if this because i've seen i've been in public and i've seen like of transient person or something just start yelling like crazy most people like don't know what to do because it's like you don't know you're a little freaked yeah. out because i don't know how this person's gonna what they're gonna do and i'm a little fr- like you freeze right like i do yeah like i don't remember if anybody came out into the hallway to check to be honest with you okay i don't remember probably not i'm sure people yeah. were peering through going oh right but- like out of out of their own safety they're like yeah. i don't know what this person is doing but I need to not be part of that situation. Yeah. And we're uh, all not, and I think she, I think my friend went out and not, but at, at one point I think we were like, everything's cool. Don't worry about it. Everybody, you know, like trying to downplay it. Uh, I, I think uh, I'm just kind of recalling in my brain, the, the, the highlights of the story. And I, think, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is it a highlight or a low light? That's the question. Oh, yeah. Pun intended. Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Literally a highlight. Uh, the, <laughs> The uh, that nine one one call sounds fantastic. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine me and the poor operator? Like, who is this late? Like, dealing with real emergencies. Well, I like that you gave them an out. You're like, can you just come by when you're free? Like, yeah, it's like it's we're. I think we're. I'm like ninety percent we're cool. But if we're not, yeah. maybe just swing by and check. Check. Yeah, on it's us. it's like uh, it's kind of like you're calling a friend. Yeah. Like, I don't know if legally, like maybe like legally when you call, they have to go. I'm not, I'm not sure what the rules are. Yeah. I think, no, you're probably right. Like they, they have to go through the, the process of actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, sure they're like, Oh God, just send out so-and-so. But I wonder if that operator, um, you know, typecasted you in any way, or just was like, Oh, she sounds like a college student or like. Oh, uh, for sure. I mean, I'm like, we're we were eating pop brownies and I'm sure they're like, ugh. but it's New York. I mean, that was probably the tamest call they got all month and all night. I mean, it was before if my if my knowledge of New York history is right, that was before a cleaned up New York. It was like on the precipice. Yeah, it was yeah. still like not great, but not not like 80s bad, but but not it was right before, you know, 
Giuliani became the mayor of of America. It, yeah, it was like not quite, not quite on there the total yet. up and up yet. There were still like you know, porno theaters in Times Square. Yeah, I didn't I didn't mean to mention Giuliani, but uh, shout out to Borat too. <laughs> 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 I just I was just trying to place the history of right of when you know who was in charge in New York. Um, so, <laughs> well, I guess you know of all the stories uh you could share um that you don't share i guess uh what what kind of inspired you to kind of share this one publicly now you know i don't i mean i think hindsight because it's been so long like now i can kind of laugh about it at the time it was like horrifying and something we didn't talk about for like a number of years because it was so intense and now it can be like you know, I mean, it's still, it's still disturbing, but there's, there's things about it that are funny that I can look back and go, Oh my God, what a mess. Like, I don't remember calling my mom. She had to say, Oh yeah, you called me. And well, I mean, that's kind of a good detail that it's sort of like sort of corroborates your story in a way. Yeah. I have good news and bad news. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, um, I guess, uh, what, was there some kind of subconscious reason of like, not sharing it a lot or at all because obviously of your career and working and being, ah, I, I don't know if people need to know this about me. <laughs> I mean, probably not, but yeah, I mean, it's like, I'm not a drug, like I'm pretty straight edge, you know? So it was a little bit of a, a departure. Um, certainly didn't need a brownie for a long time after that. Any, a normal brownie. Just no, no pastries at all for a while. Yeah, it's like no chocolate-based pastries, please. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, I've, I've gotten to know you, and, and especially during the work banter era. Yeah, I wouldn't describe you as like totally trashed all the time either. <laughs> just sometimes, just on Fridays after work. <laughs> no, but you, you know, you know, with office culture, and you, you can, you can figure out certain people, and yeah, know that they're they're burning the candle at both ends <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put you in that category that's well, all i'm saying you. yeah you know what? It's funny because it made me think i think because like we were just saying how now it's like cannabis is like you know it's for health and it's everywhere and everybody you know it, it was just so not that you know years ago it was like and and now it's like a, it's 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 normal. It's like the same as, as drinking, really. Yeah, I mean, places. it's almost not like like I mean, it's still like yeah. There's so many uh, supported uses of it, and it's normalized, and it's not like to get in trouble. You know, yeah, the, it's good. For, like it can be good for you in normal doses, doses, and not from the street. Yeah, yeah, and there's tons of. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's tons of articles of, you know, properly regulated and uh, <laughs> yes. cultivated cannabis can help with, you know, back issue, like pain, aches and you pain. You name it. You got yeah. cataracts. You're good. Uh, yeah. But no, back in the glorious 90s, no, it was, it was to get into some trouble. Like that was the yeah. point of doing it. Yeah. And boy, did we. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Uh, I like to, uh, this is something I do ask a lot of guests uh, as part of the send off of the episode. Um, but how, yeah, I mean, 
how do you feel now that anyone uh, can listen to this in the world? All of the, all of the people from the the that's outrageous fan base. Well, now you're scaring me, David. Uh, like. All the old people we used to work with, who I'll probably try to just reach out specifically and just be like, "Hey, did you know Anne?" <laughs> I'll try to reach out specifically. <laughs> did you? Fun fact about Anne yeah. Morris. Remember her? Um. Well, I, but I don't think that I can legally get into trouble anymore. I didn't, we didn't even get into legal trouble that night. That's what she told you about New York. They're like, it's fine. It's fine. Like when we left the hospital, they're like, it's good. Just you can go leave now. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, there were no rules. They're like, it's fine. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, it feels like 90s New York had bigger problems. There was like that was the le- literally the least of the problems, especially in Bellevue Hospital on like a Friday night. They're like, oh, them, they're fine. They can uh, they can leave. <laughs> so uh yeah so how do you i guess how do you yeah no pressure no, not no pressure on like who listens to this or anything just but how do i know you... i'm like who's listening I... who's listening and how dare you judge me you tell me what you were doing when you were 18 <laughs> okay we didn't have the internet we didn't know what we were doing yeah life is weird with early internet versus now yeah uh, i mean you re- i mean we, i mean think about it we didn't do you didn't have a phone. You would call, you would just like, I, like I, you know, I would have never had to have met my friend at Penn station if she had a cell phone, but she didn't, it was just like a, you know, a normal phone. And I knew she had already left and been on the train. There was no way for me to get in touch with her other than to walk there and find her. I think that's actually a great thing to have brought up. Cause I, I almost forgot that that was life. Right. Yeah, like you just, pr- I was like, well, shit, she's going to be looking for me and not know what, where I am, what happened. And I had to like get there and find her. Yeah, it was like, because, yeah, right. There was barely cell phone usage. So if like if, if a friend or someone didn't show up or something, you're like, all right, well, they're not coming. And then you just move on. Yeah. Like you couldn't really, I guess you could call the home line or whatever, but. Yeah. Or it's like, but if, you, if you're traveling, if you were already gone, it's like, there, I couldn't, wouldn't have been able to get in touch. Yeah, because I feel like now there's like frequent, uh, you know, I'm sure like your mom now could just check your socials and know where you are. But then back then you just call like hours later the next day. You're like, By the way, I don't know if this is what happened to me for the last 10 hours. She and- was at work. She was my mom was working because she had two jobs because she was a social worker, which tells me um, pay, pay your social workers more money, everyone. But she um, her second job was at Sears lingerie counter. And she answers the phone like, hello, Sears. And I'm like, hey, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, mom. Good news, bad news. (laughs) Oh, what a great detail. Uh, Yeah, no. Sorry, I have a customer. One second, one second. I have a customer. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, I have a child and I need to know where. Oh, where it is at all times. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't just be gone for like seven hours and then come back to my doorstep and I'd be okay with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And what's funny is I remember my mom, because you know, my mom grew up in, my parents, both of them, grew, you know, grew up in the 60s. And I remember my mom telling me about pot going, don't, you better not, you have to watch what you're doing because the grass isn't, isn't like it was in my day. And you'd be like, fine, mom. And now I know that that's what I'll have to say to my kid and be like, don't, don't take anything off the street. You better make sure that's from a store if you have to do it. An artisanal, expensive store right. on a good street. On a good street, yeah. Um, you know. Oh, I so I didn't. 
I don't, I don't think you answered my final question. Which, <laughs> what what, what am I going to think of people? No, what, what uh, no, I, cause I think I put too much pressure on it. Just, yeah. How do you feel now that you've kind of now freed, my, freed myself of this story? Yeah. Well, I mean, I get, maybe it was all just a humble brag to say, I saw Donald Sutherland. I don't know. I, yeah. It was a roundabout way to be like, Hey, Donald Sutherland in a, in a museum floor length fur coat. Yeah. I think that's a nice, it's kind of a nice, I mean, we basically met through work in the entertainment industry and uh, celebrity stuff and, yeah, you know, so uh, it's, it, it does, it does, it's a nice like uh, homage to <laughs> that, that time when we were doing office banter and stuff. Uh, yeah. It's a good beginning, middle and end story. You know, it's like, yeah, it's a good one. I, uh, I once saw his his son Kiefer in a Silver Lake bar. Dead drunk. Yeah, but I love the guy. So like I yeah. don't wanna I don't wanna like I've heard many people have seen him where he's been like having a good time. Yeah, I don't wanna yeah, but I remember I I it, it was like peak uh him on twenty four. He couldn't oh, have been peak Sutherland. Yeah, he, he couldn't Sutherland. have been more famous. Yeah. Um, and I just was fro I couldn't I was frozen and it was like a weeknight. I I don't it was after like work where we worked and I don't, don't yeah. ask me why I was hanging out at a bar after work. Cause I, that was not typical behavior for me, but I was and uh week nine and he was there holding, holding down the, this bar. And uh, he was, yeah, he was having a lot of fun. That's fun. But that's, what's fun yeah. about LA. Cause you do just see random people wherever getting a coffee, yeah. getting a, you know, living life. Yeah. And I, I mean, I later learned that apparently that was one of his local spots. Like he went to these two or three places near his house all the time. And that was one of them. And yeah, you would just see him there and he was like real friendly and, uh, you know, not in a, and uh, tipping his bartender, I guess you could say. And you met his dad. That's right. I didn't say a word to him. I kept walking, but yeah. No, his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big fan of both of them. Oh yeah. For, They're great. For, for their acting yeah for sure love love the sutherlands <laughs> senior and i was gonna say senior and junior but i guess he's not a junior because he's, he's a different name right right, right. but yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah i got you i mean he is kind of donald jr let's be honest yeah any, anyways uh that I, I i don't this I, this could become the donald sutherland episode but then I, I, we would spend way too much time talking about his glorious film catalog <laughs> he's wonderful Oh, he's been in some really good ones like and i uh, stuff where someone's like oh you should watch this 70s movie and then i did and then like he's in it and it's like the movie's kind of just 70s i don't know how else to describe a 70s movie oh, yeah, i love like, a 70s movie yeah there's just like funky stuff that happens sometimes in those movies he was always bearded in the set i feel like in 70s movies he was heavily bearded yeah yeah the one i remember him in he was it was Corduroy like a jacket Yep. Maybe we were maybe we're talking about this. We're all in the same. He's like, it's fine. I'm just gonna wear my own corduroy jacket. It's good. And there's like horror, lust, psychological stuff, and it's kind of funny too. All in one movie. Look. And possibly shot in Europe. Like that that was like the movie I saw. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. Um, Taking in art. I mean, look, what's not what's not uh to like about the guy well i think that's a <laughs> i think that's a good note to end on it's like a high note you know <laughs> literally <laughs> literally yeah 
on on uh, on Sutherland. Um, thanks for visiting uh, our 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 sh my show. And uh, yeah, if you uh, can catch uh, Anne and her co-host Chrissy out, and that's outrageous. Uh, do so, and they kind of talk about things that they find outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. I hope I hope no employers are listening. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's fine. You know what? Listen, you know what? Take take me for what I am, not for yeah. who you want me to be. Everyone, it's a different era now, truly, That's as far right. as for working and workers. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of have stuff like this on. Live here. and learn. Live and learn. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, live and learn, and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Hey, if you'd like to know when our next new episode comes in, it's easy. You can subscribe for the best story I never told. That's right, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher.